0: 18 plus. All righty, here we go. We are
2: absolutely packed. It is great to have you in. do's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. It is fantastic to have you. Uh plenty of stuff to cover today as we do always every Monday and Friday from two o'clock to three o'clock in the afternoon. Um Mark Salino from uh, statementgames.com is going to be joining us halfway through at about 2:30 we'll discuss some things with him um plenty of stuff to hit on today Sunday night football last night was lopsided and i don't think very many of us could have predicted the outcome of that game um cowboys keep it close with pittsburgh they still lose but they still keep it close we're going to keep uh we're going to discuss that uh we'll discuss a little bit about seattle and their game against the buffalo bills which i think was a a Honestly, that was a telling game for both sides there. Uh, So plenty of stuff to hit on today. Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts, one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. We've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry Football followers and podcast listeners. Now, here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. It's really easy, okay? You click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. It's going to be right there. You'll see it. Upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. So, BetMGM, DraftKings, PointsBet, uh, FanDuel, all of those. You pick among those gaming sites. You sign up and then you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in a, a uh, an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. So make sure you take advantage of that while it still exists. It's that easy. You Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page, and then you get in on the action with special uh, with a special offer from American betting experts. Okay. That's American betting experts. So let us begin today with this. I don't understand, um, really what happened last night. I really don't. Uh, if you were going to ask me, or if you were going to tell me that before last night's game between the Buccaneers and the, and the new Orleans saints in Tampa, that, New Orleans was just going to go in there and stomp on them in every single direction. I'd be able to say, listen, I, I've been critical of Tom Brady. I've been critical of the Buccaneers. I've been critical of of them as a whole. I never would have thought that they would have gotten blown out last night. In fact, I picked them, I picked the Buccaneers to win the game last night. I picked them to win. I I I have no idea what happened. So just in case you didn't see. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night took a ridiculous loss, thirty-eight to three, against the New Orleans Saints in Tampa Bay last night. Tampa falls to six and three. New Orleans jumps up to six and two on the season. And this was just—I mean—it was lopsided. I, I, look, I've—I've I've heard a bunch of different people's come up with a bunch of different reasons about this. Okay, I, I've heard. Oh, it was a coaching mismatch. Look, Bruce Arians is a good football coach, regardless of what you think. Sean Payton's better. I agree. Uh, Look, Sean Payton's a better football coach. But let's not pretend like Bruce Arians is a scrub. He's had a very nice career in the NFL. He's been around for a long time. I, I I don't think that this was as much of a coaching mismatch as you think. Are we going to finally cool our Jets? Okay, and I'm asking you that. I'm, I'm asking the general football fan population. Are we going to cool it on the Buccaneers? Because one of the things that I've been saying the entire season is that they have to prove to me that they are consistent enough and that they are not limited enough to be considered a Super Bowl team. I told you last week that if the Buccaneers lost to the Saints yesterday, if they had lost to the Saints on Sunday night, th- I I was not going to consider them a Super Bowl contender until they proved me otherwise. I I, I look, I I am I'm, I'm out. I'm out. If the Buccaneers had lost 27-24 last night, I would have been out. They lost thirty-eight to three. Okay, it's over. It's over. I know, and there's going to be so many people that are going to look at me and they're going to say, "Oh, Guido, you are jumping off the train way, way, way too fast." So, come on. Seriously, the, the Baltimore Ravens lost to the Steelers, and we're and we're kind of souring on the Ravens. And I think the Ravens are better than the Bucks, but Tom. We, we, all of this excitement from the beginning of the year. Tampa Bay, and they're, oh, they're going to be amazing. When have you seen that this year? Yeah, last night's another example. Okay. Tampa Bay is going to win games. They're going to be a nine and seven. They're going to be a 10 and six football team. That's exactly what I predicted that at the beginning of the year. They're going to be good. The Bucs are going to be good, but they're not going to blow the doors off of anybody. Why? Why do you believe that that is? Why do you think that I'm still a little bit sour on Tampa? Why? And if you don't see it last night, I don't know what to tell you. Tom Brady last night had three interceptions. Do we get it now? Do we get it? Tom Brady last night was 22 of 38, so he completed about 58% of his throws. For 209 yards, he threw no touchdowns and three interceptions. No touchdowns and three inter... Might I remind you the weapons that he has? Might I remind you the hype that we gave them at the, at the beginning of the year? Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you add Antonio Brown to that mix with Gronk and Scotty Miller and... the. D- What is Brady's excuse now? What's his excuse? Oh, it's just one game. It's not just one game. It isn't just one game. Tom Brady the last two weeks has been uh, kind of, you know, that. This is who Tom Brady is now. Tom Brady, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are an exact reflection of their quarterback. They are an exact reflection. Defense is good. Offensive lines, good weapons are good. Tom Brady is pretty good, but in his old age, he's gotten a little bit more inconsistent. He took a downgrade in coaching, so I mean, did you, if you watched the game yesterday, you were watching Tom Brady's make, Tom Brady make across the field, across his body throws that he would never make in New England. Never. And I don't want to hear all of this. Oh, he was facing pressure. Oh, he, his receivers couldn't get open. Uh, Look, uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the Saints' defense is the next best thing since the 2000 Ravens. Okay, they're not the 1985 Bears. The New Orleans Saints have a solid defense. It is not groundbreaking. They do not have a groundbreaking defense. It. Yes, Tom Brady was facing pressure last night. So what? When you face good teams, you face pressure. Now. Is Tom As long as you're not getting sacked as much as Joe Burrow is, as much as Carson Wentz is, as long as you're not getting sacked like that, you're facing that kind of pressure, then you should be able to survive. Do you see how much pressure Russell Wilson faces? Do you see how many times that players like that end up on their back? Tom Brady is supposed to be the greatest quarterback of all time. He's supposed to be the Super Bowl favorite this year. He's supposed to be the NFC favorite this year. But yet it's every single week. Every single week that they struggle, it is a different excuse. It's a different... Tom Brady threw three interceptions yesterday. No touchdowns. Uh, Last night was his fault. Sorry. He played poorly. He played really bad. The defense played bad, too. There, uh, Look, there were things that, that went wrong with Tampa Bay yesterday. But my biggest takeaway is, and it's very simple, it is very simple. The do, The New Orleans Saints beat the Bucks twice this year already. How are the Bucs supposed to make it out of the NFC if they can't even beat the next best team in their division? Right now, the Saints are a better team than the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers should be the best team in the NFL. Look at look at Tampa Bay's roster. You can't tell me that that is not one of the best, if not the best roster in the NFL from top to bottom in every position group. That's a great football team. But Tom Brady is ridiculously inconsistent. And I don't think... That Tampa Bay knew what they were signing up for when they signed Tom Brady to a two year contract. Because, yes, are we at all surprised that on certain weeks Tom Brady looks amazing? Tom Brady should look amazing most of the time. I'd say about half the season so far, Tom Brady's looked great. The other half, he's been okay. Last night was bad. That's the glimpse of the bad Tom Brady. When you face pressure, he's not mobile. He can't escape. If his receivers can't get open, if he struggles, he can't make a play. The people around him have to make the plays for him. It didn't always used to be that way, but it is now. This is what Tom Brady is now. If you wanted a comparison last night, between, because uh, this is another thing that I've heard. Tom Brady and Drew Brees, oh, Brady's way better than, it's not even close. It's not, Drew Brees is way better than Tom Brady right now. Way better. You got to keep this in mind. Drew Brees right now leads the league in completion percentage, which quite frankly, he always does. This is his fourth straight year leading the league in completion percentage. But he's played the majority of the year without Michael Thomas. He's thrown 17 touchdowns and three interceptions. He's got a quarterback rating of 110.3. Tom Brady with that ridiculous amount of weapons. Ridiculous. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, most of which are healthy the entire year. Gronk. 96.2, which is not bad. But compare it. Drew Brees is over Tom Brady right now with much less, and it should tell you something, okay? This should tell you something about who they both are. Drew Brees is at a better point in his career right now than Tom Brady is, and it showed last night, and it showed in week one. It showed in week one when they played the first time. Tampa Bay should have went into their own building last night and crushed the Saints, crushed them. Or at least beat him by somewhat. okay. Beat him by a touchdown or something. And yet you lose by 35 points. And it isn't entirely on the defense because you couldn't score either. Brady threw three picks. So this is, again, another example of why I'm sour on Tampa. You wanted the reason? That's the reason. You wanted to know why that when I watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm like, uh, I'm not a hundred percent yet. That's exactly why I think Tampa Bay is going to make the playoffs. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to play another game that bad all season. Okay. It's kind of good, right? They got it out of the way now, but I'm a little, I'm out. I'm out on Tampa. All right. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's shift to this. So, the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cowboys last night, uh, 24-19 in Dallas. It was actually a very good football game. A surpri- I'll be honest with you. I, I had I had no idea that Dallas was going to be able to keep it close against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's really good. Pittsburgh's really good. They're still really good. Okay, Pittsburgh still is the, the only undefeated team in the league. They're 8-0. The Cowboys dropped 2-7 last night. But this was not a, you know, I, I predicted this game to be like what we saw in, in Tampa last night. I expected this to be 38-3. to three. I, I really did. I, I expected this to be an absolute blowout by the Steelers, and it just wasn't. That's amazing to me. Like, how how is it that the Cowboys can keep it close with Pittsburgh and then, like, get blown out by the Browns? Like, I I just, I don't get it. I don't get what it is with Dallas. So, here's the thing about this. The fact that the Cowboys have any business being in that football game tells you something. It does tell you something. And I said it last week also. This is a Cowboy roster that can compete in football games. When the effort is there... Dallas can compete because this roster has good players. They have good players all over the field in pretty much every position group. I'm serious. Their offensive line, they've got stars. Uh, Defensive line, they have stars. They got great linebackers. This is a young and, and fast secondary that gets in your face. Trayvon Diggs looks excellent. Okay, wide receivers are fantastic. They can run the football. The biggest problem for Dallas so far this year, right, has been, to, I mean, Garrett Gilbert started a quarterback yesterday for, for the Cowboys. They're on their fourth starting quarterback. No Dak, no Andy Dalton. Ben DiNucci stinks. They're not going to play him. They're on their fourth starting quarterback. I mean, how? And yet they were in that football game. So I want to raise this question, this kind of, forces me to raise this question. Are we sure that all of the decisions that Dallas has made recently are bad ones? Are we sure that Mike McCarthy was a bad hire? I mean, it's listen, it's easy to say that it is easy to say that early in the year because they had kind of high expectations. We all thought Jason Garrett was the problem. We thought this roster was ready to go. We thought Dak Prescott was a superstar. I mean, we were just, we were thinking about this, and we were saying, "Look, Dallas should be." There were people that picked Dallas to go to the Super Bowl. Now they're not. They're going to be wrong. Dallas isn't going to make the playoffs. They're going to have top five draft pick or whatever it is. Okay, I looked at Dallas's remaining schedule. They got seven games left. They got one win predicting on their schedule. I got one win left on the Cowboys' schedule. They go at Minnesota. I think that's a loss. They're home against Washington. That's the only win left on their schedule that I think they could get. They they have a buy in Week 10, so next week they're going to have the buy. They're at Minnesota. I think that's a loss. I'll predict home against Washington is a win. At Baltimore is a loss. At the Bengals is a loss. Home against the 49ers. Home against the Eagles, I think, are both losses. And and then they go at the Giants in Week 17, and I think that's a loss. So I think the Cowboys have one win left in them. And at the end of the year, and obviously at the beginning of the year, we're going to be saying close to the same thing. Fire Mike McCarthy. Move on one and done. Get him out of here. But do you? And the reason I say that is because I mean, the last couple of weeks, you got to keep this in mind. The last couple of weeks, they've been in competitive football games. They have the Pittsburgh Steelers you can make the case that they're the best team in the NFL, and Dallas had them beat until the last four minutes of the game. I, I mean, say what you want, and, and and I understand where where people are coming from when they say, "Oh, just you know, you know, it just it's just clean house, completely rebuild, forget about everything, just just move on." quarterback roster coach everything they just completely tear the whole thing down and rebuild the thing back up. I'm not sure that that's look I, I used to be on that boat. I'm not sure that's the move anymore. This is a good roster. Do you really want to throw this away? And I feel like I say this every week but I do think it's a pressing topic that needs to be repeated on certain points. The more I watch the Dallas Cowboys the more I think they shouldn't pay Dak Prescott. I'm, I'm serious. Go in a different direction with the quarterback because A, it gives you new direction. And B, it allows you to keep the majority of the roster. You can pay Michael Gallup. You can pay Layton Vanderesch. You can you can keep these guys. You can keep these guys around. If you pay Dak Prescott, all these guys are gonna leave because you can't afford them. And you don't want that. You don't want these good players to leave. Okay, DeMarcus Lawrence has been a different player the last two weeks. Th- I mean the last two weeks, that's the Demarcus Lawrence you play you paid for. Even if it's not sack, it's, it's sacks, it's pressures. Okay, Demarcus Lawrence got paid, and he should be. And for the most part, he is one of the premier defensive linemen in this league. You don't want to lose him. You don't want to, if he's gonna start producing, you don't want to lose a premier pass rusher. Okay, you have to get after the other team's quarterback. I always say this. Okay, the three things that you have to do in the league all have to do with your quarterback. You need to A, have one. You need to have a good quarterback that can play. B, or two, or whatever. I forget if I said one or A. I'm just going to go with it. Okay, B, you need to be able to protect your quarterback. Offensive line, invest in it. It's really important. Protect your quarterback, whether it's just, so he doesn't face a lot of pressure, trying to keep him healthy, so he stays on the field. Okay protect your quarterback, invest in the offensive line. And the third thing is (coughs) C you have to get after the other team's quarterback, pass rushers, defensive line, interior rushers. Okay. Blitzing linebackers. You, you have to take advantage of those and make the other team's quarterback uncomfortable. Those are the three most important things in, in the NFL. It probably in college too. Okay. Quarterback Protecting your quarterback and getting after the other team's quarterback—that's what you have to do in this league. The Cowboys can do those things if their stars play the way that they're supposed to, and they have for the past two weeks. They just haven't had a quarterback. I think if Dak Prescott plays for the for the last two weeks, they probably win both of those football games. This listen—if Dak Prescott doesn't get hurt, we could be talking about the Cowboys way differently. Seriously, we might be talking about them being the favorite in the NFC East, and I don't think that the Cowboys are a quarterback away from being really good, but I don't think that they're that far off. I don't. I think you could use a fresh direction at quarterback who's A, cheap, B, probably more talented. Whoever the Cowboys draft at the top of the draft, if they get a quarterback, whether it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whatever, He's going to be more talented than Dak Prescott. There's going to be more natural talent there. I think Mike McCarthy can make more of that than he can make of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's in his fifth year in the league. A lot of the habits that he has now, he's going to have forever. I think that you could use a different direction at quarterback, and I think that you could use, I, I, I think you could use just overall, I think, a, um, I think it's like I said, a different direction. And I think that there's more talent to be had and you have to be able to, again, like I've said, when you have a roster that's this good, if you're watching the Dallas Cowboys every week, you can't look at me and you can't look at me straight and tell me, wow, that roster sucks. Wow. They they have a lot of holes. They really don't. Their secondary is not very good. Yeah, you got to give them a little bit of time to develop. They've got some young corners and some young young safeties. Maybe they could use an extra body or two, some, maybe a veteran in some, in some way to really kind of fix up that secondary. Could they use a little bit of uh, help on the defensive line? They probably can. But when their offensive line gets healthy, it's one of the best in the league. They already have the, some of the best offensive weapons in the league. Really, it's quarterback, and then it's a couple of things on defense, and I think you're looking at a completely different Cowboy team. I I don't think that this is something where you got to completely tear it down. The last two, look, and like I said, I was was originally on that train when people were saying, you know what, just start over, and I was saying, "Eh, you know what, okay, fine, but I've turned, I've turned around. I don't think that that's necessary anymore. I don't think it's necessary. So interesting thoughts on the Cowboys. I, I, you know, it's just, it's so weird. It's so weird. Okay. Because they're not Jacksonville. They're not the Browns. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're just, there's something wrong with them right now. Right. But over the past couple of weeks, they've been okay. They're moving along here. They get a buy now. Who knows? Maybe second half of the year, they completely turned it around. Who knows? Honestly, I have no idea what to think of them because they are in games that they shouldn't be in. Past couple of weeks, they've been in games. The Cowboys had no business being in a game with the Steelers last night. Zero. Absolutely zero. The Steelers are a way better football team. Way. And the Cowboys hung with them till the absolute end of the game. Okay. uh, I do want to uh, shift to this first before we get Mark Salino in here. Um, You know, I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about Seattle. I am a little bit worried about Seattle because this is a bad roster. This is a bad, really bad roster. Okay, the Seahawks lost yesterday 44 to 34 to the Buffalo Bills. And the Buffalo Bills are good. Okay, it was in Buffalo. Buffalo's now 7 and 2, Seahawks now are 6 and 2. Buffalo's really good. They are. They're good. But Seattle, I think just based on quarterback alone, the Seahawks should be so unbelievably dominant. I mean, we should be, we have to come to a reality about the Seattle Seahawks. We should be talking about them with the Chiefs. We should be talking about them with the, with the confidence as some of the best teams in the league. Okay. I think a lot of us like Seattle. I think most of us would sit here and say, yes, Seattle's good. And we love their quarterback, right? And I don't think anybody's sitting there saying, Russell Wilson sucks. I don't think anybody's saying that. I think most people are in agreement that Seattle's really good. But I think we can all agree also that we do get worried about them sometimes because we're just like, God, Russell Wilson carries them every single week. It is painful. It really is. It's painful to watch. How much Russell Wilson has to constantly be amazing. He has to constantly be amazing. I don't think that there's any question right now that Russell Wilson's the MVP of the league. 71% completion percentage, 28 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, over 2,500 yards. He's got a quarterback rating of 117.1. He has been fantastic this year in every aspect. But do we, we do realize that Seattle right now has two losses. One to the Cardinals, now to the Buffalo Bills. That look when you when your quarterback's playing that good, there's absolutely no way that you should be struggling the way that you are. There's absolutely there's no way. This roster is awful. It's awful. It really is. It is not a good roster. Defensive line. Among the worst in the league. Offensive line, among the worst in the league. That overall defense is among the worst in the league. And they have some decent players, right? Bobby Wagner's really good. Jamal Adams is really good. Outside of those guys, they really don't have anything. They traded for Carlos Dunlap. He's not really doing much so far. Other than a couple of interesting wide receivers and a good running back, this is a bad roster. And their running back was hurt yesterday, right? No Chris Carson. They were starting D.J. Dallas at running back yesterday. But Seattle with uh, – look, D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are really interesting players. Outside of that, I just I, – I don't see the talent. And that's going to bite them at the end of the year. It really is. Once the end of the year starts coming around, I, I, I mean, they're going to have a really hard time scoring points consistently. They're gonna have a really hard time fighting in games because when when it comes down to when it has to be more than just your quarterback when you need a big defensive stop when you need when there's a guy blitzing on the other side and you need that offensive line lineman to pick him up to save a play when you need those little things to happen when you need them do they happen? But the Seahawks, not really. They're going to play good teams late in the year. If they have to, honestly, if they have to go through the Saints in the playoffs, if they have to go through Tampa in the playoffs, if they have to go through Green Bay in the playoffs, if they have to go through all of that stuff, then do you really have confidence in them to consistently pull through? They don't have the roster to do it. They don't have the roster. I like him, but I don't think Russell Wilson can do all of the work. It's really hard to ask your quarterback to do everything. Patrick Mahomes doesn't do all the work. Okay, Drew Brees doesn't do all the work. Aaron Rodgers doesn't do it. I mean, Russell Wilson pretty much has to play offense and defense for this day. You got to keep the ball away. Your defense can't stop anybody. You have to keep the ball away from everybody. So, Yes, I'm a little bit worried about Seattle. I think that their roster is going to be something to, uh, it's going to be a a troublesome development or, uh, later in the year when they start consistently playing good teams. What actually, you know what? Let me look at this for a second. What does Seattle Seattle have left on the schedule? They're at the Rams, home against Arizona, at Philadelphia, home against the Giants, home against the Jets, at Washington, Home against the Rams and then at the 49ers to end the season. So they do not have an incredibly hard schedule uh for the rest of the season. They usually they really don't. But those top teams in the NFC are good. It, they are not going to be a slouch, man. They're really not. You gotta play Green Bay, you gotta play Tampa, you gotta play New Orleans. I, I mean, those are gonna be, those are tough teams. And you're gonna need talent to beat those teams. I'm not sure how much how confident we can be keeping all of the uh, picking the Seahawks uh, picking the Seahawks in those games again consistently. Uh, okay, I do want to bring in a good buddy of mine, Mark Celino from Statement Games. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going, man? How are you? And I'm doing well, brother. Statement you can games, hear me okay? I, I, I'm assuming business is good. Can you hear me good?
1: I can hear you good. Can you
2: hear me okay? Yes, I can. Absolutely. All right. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So, uh, Statement Games, you're doing a little bit of something. We <laughs> we got permission from the boss. Let's actually switch the angle a little bit. No, you know what? I like the other one better. Let's uh, let's keep it like this. But uh, you're actually doing something. Statement Games is doing it. Tell us what you do, what it's all about. To give our listeners and and our followers an idea of what you do, Mark.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate you kind of like you know, having me on. It's, it's great catching up with you. Love the new, uh, the new platform. So glad to, to hear your voice and see that you're actually doing well. But just to kind of like, you know, give uh, the new people an opportunity to get themselves familiar with myself as well as Statement Games. I can't really stress this enough here. Statement Games, it's just a game. Uh, we've created a game. We have a little bit of a different twist on fantasy sports. This is a game that I've actually been playing within my family for the past 25 years. I've just decided to make a little. Little business out of it, but uh, it's kind of like you know going on year number three now. So we're doing okay. Um, it got a little crazy when you had basketball, baseball, and football all kind of like you know going on at the same time here. But it looks yeah. like we got some specialized events. But for the most part, it's really just kind of like you know football. So uh, you know you can find Statement Games at www.statementgames.com. There are also apps that complement Statement Games, kind like of you know .com, Google Play, or as well as Apple. But basically what we do is we create games around specific sporting events. So for tonight, you got, you got the Jets in and New England playing on Monday Night Football, right? Right. So for the people who want to play our game here, we're going to present you with a list of anywhere between 50 to 60 different props, or hence the company name, statements that are specific to that individual sporting event. Cam Newton, over or under 175 yards passing tonight. Uh, the Jets defense, over or under one and a half sacks. Um, Cam Newton over or under 18.5 completions. You go through the list and as you review the list of statements, you're going to pick 10 of them. And as you make your 10 picks, you want to rank them in order of confidence from 10 through 1. So as the game plays out, if your number 10 pick becomes correct, you get 10 points. If 9 through 1 are incorrect, well, now you just have a total of 10 points. You're going to play in a league of anywhere between 8 to 12 people and the person with the most points from correct picks uh, wins. This is a free-to-play game. You're competing for what we call Statement Games Coins. It's your job to accumulate as many of these coins as you possibly can through competition. And when you're ready, you want to exchange those coins for a cash gift card of your choice. So Statement Games has a whole reward system that's powered by about 85 different merchants. Nike, Under Armour, Amazon, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, Target, Macy's. Exchange your coins for a cash gift card of your choice. So hopefully that gives you a better understanding of who we are and what we're kind of like you know doing and how we're like a little bit different. I'll, I'll I think I mentioned this to you when we were kind of like kind of chatting on on. Uh, you know, backstage and, uh, you know, offline as we were leading up to today's show here, I'll right. uh, make you and anybody who's listening to the show right now, this is not something that I put out on my social media accounts. This is for you and your audience only. Anybody wow. who's listening to this show who wants to play tonight's Jets, New England Patriots game, Monday Night Football. And as I mentioned, it's free to play. If you decide to play and you win, in addition to any coins that you win, that can be exchanged for rewards here. If you go 10 for 10 with your picks, I'm personally going to come to the table with 200 bucks. So I will send wow. you 200 bucks cash if you're able to go 10 for 10 with your picks. It's uh, something that's not an easy feat to do, but it has happened before. In fact, a couple of weeks ago I was on another show, <laughs> made the same type of offer. 200 bucks for anybody who can go 10 for 10. Not only did one person hit, three people hit. So I actually have to come out of pocket six, 600 bucks, but Hey, you know yes. what? I get some good, uh, I get some good publicity out of it. And hopefully I've made, uh, you know, some, uh, some loyal customers, uh, you know, as, as long as, but I said it before, I can't say this or I can't stress this point enough here. It's just the game guys. Uh, we're not asking for social security numbers. You don't have you need to fund an account. Uh, we're a startup. We've created something uh, that's a little bit different since the last time we actually spoke, I've actually received the patent on this. So, uh, the U S patent, and Trademark Office uh, gave Statement Games Inc. a patent for the system and process that we've created for our invention on fantasy sports here. Um, really appreciate opportunity to come on board, give a little bit of my story. Hopefully you guys are willing to kind of go like, you know, check it out. And, hey, you know what? You know, any feedback that you or the uh, listening audience can offer, um, we're pretty accessible on social media, at Statement Games, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Please shoot us a note or DM us. Any feedback that you can give us, good or bad, is uh, is greatly appreciated. But two hundred yeah, bucks. No, tonight, you know you what, Mark? It's things.
2: it's it's I'm I'm glad that we're we're, we're kind of reconvening. You and I have known each other for, for a good <laughs> yeah. amount of time now. But um, <laughs> no, when when you know when we first heard about statement games, I was just like, really? It's like it it really just is that easy. Like you're just kind of playing, right? You yeah. you pick all these props and then you just. The more you hit, the, you know, the more points <laughs> you collect and the yeah. better the prizes that you get. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it's, it's really a good way to do this. And again, all of our, the listeners that we have today that are listening to Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Put, uh, Football Podcast Network, 200 bucks if you go 10 for 10. On Monday night football tonight. That's gonna to be something. I'm gonna to have to draw. I'm gonna to have to get in on that also. I'm gonna see if I do that. <laughs> hopefully you don't make too many of those offers, Mark. But you're gonna run is, out of money.
1: This is but this is in a way, I mean, look, I mean, you've been doing this for like a while here, and uh, we, yeah. we've spoken about this at Norse. It feels like for years now, about how painful watching some of these jet games can actually be. Now, the England's yeah. like having a little right. bit of a, of an off year, but and again, you know, uh, as as uh, on a personal level, I'm a giant fan, but it's games like this that kind of like you know, it gets you interested on something that you might not necessarily care that much about here. When you are just you know playing a game, have a little fun with the different form of fantasy sports, and uh, you're kind of like you know testing out your knowledge on what you think could potentially happen leading up to tonight's game.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. The fact that there's, <laughs> it's painful to watch some of these. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I will say this though. Mark, let's talk a little bit of football while I have you sure, here, Sure, sure.
1: Let's go for but,
2: it. You know, I I think the difference between the Jets and the Giants, now obviously you're a New York guy just like I am, but I think the difference between the Jets and the Giants now is pretty substantial. The Giants are pretty much competitive in every game they play. They look like they got coach right. I don't think Daniel Jones sucks. Like, I I, I think they're kind of headed in a good direction. The Jets are kind of embarrassing themselves every week. I mean, it what is what's your take on that i just feels like the giants are just way ahead of the jets right now
1: Ah, uh, i mean look i mean when, when <laughs> it's pretty funny to actually think that when you only have two wins you can actually make a comment that you're way ahead of another professional organization <laughs> but in reality you kind of are which is it's funny to say but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not true um i when i think of the jets here i just i just feel bad i actually think that uh Sam Donald can play. I don't think he's kind of like you know gotten a a fair shake um, obviously a number of different coaching changes at the offensive coordinator position and the head coaching position combine that with the uh, with the injuries here he's just and and then supporting cast and around him he's he's just he's like a lame duck he doesn't have like an opportunity or a chance right. um, from a giant's perspective I, I I don't want to say Daniel Jones stinks. I want to say he's extremely frustrating, but when you do watch him play. It doesn't seem like he doesn't look like he's a quarterback. He looks like he's a quarterback. He looks like he can play the position. It doesn't look like there's any situations that uh, that scare him. There's probably not a throw in the football field that he can't he can't make. He's just got to, you know, cut down on the turnovers. But again, almost like the same thing, a little bit with Sam Darnold and the Jets. He's playing in the second offense in second years. You can't necessarily flourish as a player here when you have so much kind of you know, instability around the organization. Now, um, it's still, you know, very early to kind of like, you know, say, but yeah, I guess if you want to say that uh, Joe Judge is the best two and six, you know, coach in football here, I guess, uh, you know, it's it's a fair assessment. Um, he's got the team playing hard, they're competitive in every game. Um I mean, yeah, I mean that, that I mean, even the Chicago game, the the Rams game, the um the Dallas game, the Eagles, I mean, some of these losses, I mean, they're they're right there with just kind of a play here or a play there, Tampa Bay. Um, they're kind of like you know, right in, but it all kind of like you know starts at the QB position in the terminal. So uh, a lot of good things yesterday. Solid kind of like you know, first half here. Um I'd like to see kind of like you know the offense do a better job in the second half and just kind of, kind of play a full sixty minute game here. But when's the last time you actually saw the Giants actually get, you know, two big stops when when the game was kind of like you know on the line to actually win a game. It just right. it's been very I mean, you can probably count on one hand the number of those opportunities that have actually con gone in a positive way with the Giants in the past what three or four years.
2: Yeah, I, I look like I said, I think the Giants right now they just they they feel like You know, if you look at them side by side, the Giants look, despite the fact that they really don't have that much talent and that their record stinks, like. But they they look inspired, like they just they look like they're a team that plays hard. I know it's kind of cliche, but they it's a team that plays with heart. They have a ton of effort goes their way. It's I think that's a big part of this. Now I want to move to. The New York Jets for a second because you said I don't you don't think Sam Darnold's really getting a fair shake with them and I agree with you I really I think Sam Darnold can play and I think that they've just they haven't really been able to build an offensive line around him even though Makai Beckton their first round pick that left tackle looks like he can really play uh, and they really just wide receiver has not been good for them he doesn't have a great running game obviously Adam Gase is not doing great at holding his job right now if you're the New York Jets you're likely to get the number one overall pick. I mean, you probably can't pass on Trevor Lawrence, right, Mark? Um, I, I would.
1: Um, I think that you would is so really, at, uh, yeah. I, I, well, I, I don't. It's not like I would take another player. I trade the pick. I, I'd get as many freaking mm. first round, you know, draft picks as you could possibly get. You know, it, it, it kind of stinks because it looks like Seattle is going to be really competitive here. So that that trade for, for Adams and that pick that they actually got from Seattle here is, is going to be a very low first round pick here, but mm. I think they're so bad. I wouldn't give up on Donald. I mean, what he should be, what a senior this year in, 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 in college. I mean, yeah. he came out when he was what, 18 years old. So I don't think you just kind of like, you know, discarded. Plus there's no guarantees that guys like, uh, you know, Lawrence are, are going to be a slam dunk. and I anyway? I mean, if you were right. other teams, you, you got to like take him here, but I'm, if I'm specifically kind of like, you know, the jets, um, my personal opinion is to trade the pick and get as many picks as you possibly can. But hey, you know what? If I'm uh, a brand new kind of like, you know, head coach and I'm looking to take that jet job here, um, that's a pretty kind of an like, you know, attractive offer knowing that, you know, you're either going to get um, Trevor Lawrence and you're going to start with the slate clean and moving from there. Or, you know, you're basically going to get some additional first round picks and move forward with a talented QB and, and, and Donald moving there. I think uh, Gase is definitely gone by the end of this year. I honestly don't think they can win a game this year. I, I, I just I'm looking at the schedule. I think you were just talking about it like a little bit before. But like I don't see a game on that schedule where they can win. I mean they, they can't even score more than thirteen or fourteen points a game. You're not winning a right. game. So I, I think you're looking at the third franchise in NFL history that will actually go 0 16. Um, especially if they don't get through tonight's game on Monday night, like at home against like New England. I don't right. see them kind of like you know, winning a game. Gase is kind of like, you know, gone. And as a potential new coach coming into the league or moving on from a different position here, I think the Jets have the most attractive coaching job in, uh, in professional sports at this point.
2: The, the, listen, it, it all could be. Honestly, Joe Douglas, I think, has done a nice job as a GM. I really, I, I, I think that there's, like, they, they could be on the cusp of stability if they just make those couple of changes, right? But now I want to shift to last night's game a little bit, and not really even the specifics of it, but Tampa Bay got blown out in their own building by <laughs> the next best team in their own division, right? <laughs> like, like The Saints went in there and absolutely destroyed them. I just can't I can figure tell out the today. Saints,
1: man. I can't figure them out. I'm, I'm not sold on Tampa Bay, but I just cannot figure out the Saints at all. This year. There's just like one of those teams where I just I don't know what you're gonna get. I'm thinking Breeze is done, but then you know, you look at some of the things that come kind of like, out you know, took place last night and it's like, all right, well, maybe you should start considering these guys. And uh I don't know. That's I I don't need to cut you off. That's that's my my quick thought process about no, last but that, night's that's game kind of what, what I just, I don't know who the Saints are yet. You know, I mean yeah. we're heading into week nine and I yeah, I'm, right. I'm still not sure what I'm getting with the Saints.
2: Well, that, that's kind of what I'm what I'm going for. Also, is that like uh, look, I I think New Orleans is really good. I think New Orleans is going to compete in the NFC and they're going to compete late. But you know, all the expectations that we had about Tampa, right? And it kind of ties into because they played the Giants last week, and the Giants were able to keep it really close with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay did not blow them out by any means necessary. So i <laughs> you've got you've got guys. Well, you've got, well, Tampa Bay had, like, Tampa Bay with all these weapons and that roster and Bruce Arians can coach and, like, like they've, they've got stability, they've got the roster, they upgraded a quarterback, right? Regardless of how critical I am of Tom Brady, he's an upgrade over Jameis Winston. right? So I, I have no doubt that Tampa Bay was going to be better this year, but we were all made to believe that they were just going to blow the doors off everybody, and that's just not who they are. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to call them a Super Bowl team right now. I wouldn't. Um, I no. I'm. I'm definitely not ready to call
1: Tampa Bay a a Super Bowl team right now. I but the problem is I'm not sure who you can actually call a Super Bowl team from the NFC.
2: <laughs> yeah, with, no, with it,
1: it's You know, I mean, For I sure. even kind of like going to yesterday. I was like, all right, you know what? It's 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 Seattle, uh, and and I get it. I mean, you're going from West Coast, and you and you you're playing an East Coast team. Um, and Seattle's had a lot of success in those types of situations, um, especially going from, from west to east. But I don't know. I, I think there's now kind of like a couple of games, especially, you know, when you look at how they played against Arizona and then yesterday against, like, you know, Buffalo is – if Seattle's not the team and Tampa Bay is not the team, you know, w- w- where are you going? Right. I'm not sold on Green Bay. Or,
2: yeah. yeah,
1: I'm not – I'm not sold on Green Bay. Um, I, I'm just not sure where where you're going from an NFC perspective. Uh, but what do you think? What, what, what are you looking to NFC Well, from an look,
2: I, I think if you were going to ask me right now who my favorite in the NFC would be, uh, I would probably say Seattle, only because I think Russell Wilson is playing. Obviously, Russell Wilson's playing out of his mind. But like I said, I, I just got done talking about it before I had – before I brought you in here was look, Seattle's roster is bad. Like that's a, that is not a good Seahawk roster and they rely. I mean, Russell Wilson carries them in every single football game. It's bizarre. I mean, last night against uh, yesterday against the bills with uh, with Seattle. I mean, it was just, it, it was the bills roster was good. And Seattle's roster was bad. And that was the difference in the whole football game. Right, I, that was it. That, that yeah. was the whole difference in the entire football game. So, right now, I'd have to say Seattle. But I think honestly, if you're picking a team that's the favorite in in football right now, it like it kind of has to be Pittsburgh. Right, it kind of has to be. I I mean I,
1: I'm not ready to anoint them. I, I'd still probably go with uh, with Kansas City. But it's basically mm-hmm. you know one and one A is the way I'm kind of looking at it. Um, yeah, I mean, not the best kind of you know, showing by Pittsburgh, kind of you know, yesterday, but <laughs> right. the, 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 well coached and they know how to win. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure you're not going to blow every single team out. And let's be honest, you know, you know, Dallas, they, they, they came out ready to play yesterday with a fourth string quarterback, but towards the end of the game, <laughs> they lost the game because they had a fourth string quarterback. You can't really you right. know, fault or blame Pittsburgh for that. Yeah, you, know, you play the teams that are actually on your schedule they did what they needed to do to win a professional football game on the road, which is exactly what they did.
2: Right. All right, Mark, last thing before I let you go, buddy. Um, Yep. And then I'm going to, I'm going to let you plug what you're doing again uh, before, (laughs) before we leave. Uh, But Monday night football's tonight. I have a feeling of where you're going to go with this, but the Patriots are playing the jets there. It's in New York. Oh, I guess New Jersey. They don't really play in New York, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's at MetLife. The Patriots look like they're a mess too, but the Jets—they're just the the Jets right now. They're the worst team in football, from what most people see. Who do you got tonight? I'm—I'm assuming you're picking New England.
1: (laughs) I I, I, I hate to do it, but uh, yeah, I am. But and I'm going to continue to pick against the Jets until I'm kind of, you know, proven wrong. Now, um, I think what are they? I think they covered one recently. Did they cover the game against the Chiefs? No, they didn't. I don't think the The Buffalo game at home is the game that they actually covered. Yes, Uh, until improved the Jets can't score, so automatically you know under forty two and a half, Uh, lay the points with uh, with New England. Um, uh, Until I kind of can see the Jets, you know, stop anybody coming up with consistency, I'll take Cam Newton over eighteen and a half completions. Um, The only thing that I like on the Jets' perspective here is I like their kicker over two and a half field goals today. Pretty, pretty much it. Frank, Frank Gore, uh, there's no way he scores a TD, so I'll take Frank Gore under a TD. Um, take all the Jets running backs that you want and, and, and add them all up here. New York Jets running backs combined under 16 and a half rushing yards here. So those are just some of the plays that I'm keying in on tonight's, uh, tonight's game.
2: I, I agree with you, Mark. I think I'm going to take the <laughs> Patriots too. I actually wouldn't be surprised, though is if the Jets were, if is if the Jets covered, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered the, the, the plus yeah. 10, but you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting because the only reason I'm saying that is because, and it's not even because they're at home. It's because new England, I, I, I don't think new England is as bad as they're showing. I think Cam Newton is as bad as he's showing. Like Cam Newton has been absolutely atrocious this year. I, I, turns the ball over multiple times every single game. And over the past couple of weeks, I do have to admit, the Jets' defense has not looked awful. It, it really hasn't. I mean, they've gotten some breakout play from, from Quinn and Williams and, and guys like that. I mean, I think that it's possible. I think New England wins tonight, but I think it could be a closer game than most people expect.
1: I, I look, I, I would never be surprised with another professional team covering uh, – I mean, 10.5 points is a, lot of, is a lot of points. But yeah, if, if I were wagering, <laughs> there is absolutely not a shot in hell that I would be putting any money and banking on the Jets to cover any spread for the remainder of this football year. I just don't think they can actually win. So the only reason why I would actually take an underdog is if I actually think they have an opportunity or a realistic chance to win the game. I, I, I don't think they're literally going to win a game this year. I think they're that bad.
2: They could Look, they could they could go 0-16, and I, I, primarily I think it's coaching, but I think you could possibly be right. <laughs> all right, Mark, before, uh, before you go, let, uh, let our listeners know again, let all the Landry Football followers know uh, what Statement Games is doing, what you're doing for our show before we let you go.
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, Statement Games is just a little bit of a different twist on fantasy sports. It's just a game. You can access it at StatementGamesConnection.com. If you're willing to give the New England Patriots versus New York Jets Monday Night Football game a try, you get into the Statement Games lobby, you join that contest. If you go 10 for 10 with your picks, in addition to any coins that you win that can be exchanged for a cash gift card of your choice, I'm personally going to come to the table and send you a $200 check. I am not promoting this on the at Statement game social media accounts. If that's something that you want to do, you know, go for it. But uh, this is for you guys and the listening audience of this show only. And uh, hopefully I'm giving you enough of an incentive to, to, to check us out. Give us a shot. Maybe give us some feedback.
2: I think yeah I think you're giving us more than enough of an incentive to check that out two hundred dollars a lot of money Just for a ping, lot of people
1: could pin you guys a note or make some type of comment underneath kind of like your know, thread here so that we know that you're you're interested in participating in things like that here um, and you know uh, that's how we'll kind of like kind of confirm uh, new people who want to give this a shot or you can always reach out to us directly. Uh, my email address is is pretty simple. It's, it's simply marketing at statementgames.com. Ping me a note, uh, but I'm pretty sure that I'll be hearing from you one way or another, especially if you go 10 for 10 with you
2: I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, Mark Salino, Statement Games, the CEO, the big man over at Statement Games. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate you Thanks, coming Mike. on. Thanks,
1: Mike. Be well. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Yes,
2: absolutely. All right, Mark Salino from Statement Games, a good buddy of mine. Uh, I've known him for a long time. Uh, He's got a great business over there at statement games. Look, uh, like I said, and it's very simple. I've said it. I've you know, we said it multiple times while we were talking to him. It's, It's easy. All you're doing is playing. You're just you're picking prop bets and (laughs) and that's it. You're just playing. It's, it's, it's fun, especially when you're watching bad teams play. It gives you more of an incentive to watch those games and bear through those games because you're watching to see if your bets hit. You know what I mean? You're, you're checking to see if your statements hit. Uh, so again, if you are listening to this show today, okay, you want to get in on the action, uh, at StatementGames.com. You do want to uh, play the bet tonight for Monday Night Football. You want to get in on that action. And if you go 10 for 10 on all of your prop bets, Mark, on Mark, like he said, is going to go to the table himself with $200. And that's only for our listeners. So make sure that you take advantage of that at statementgames.com. I'm sure I'm going to be playing. I'm going to try and win <laughs> myself some money too. Um, but I think we should all be taking advantage of that. So, uh, before we go, I do want to uh, re- reiterate my pick. The New England Patriots are going to the Jets tonight. Uh, Patriots sit at two and five. Jets are zero and eight. It's God. It's weird coming out of my mouth when I say the Patriots are are sitting at two and five. Uh, but the Patriots right now, I'm seeing it as ten point favorites over the Jets. Uh, and I agree. I think I'm going to take the Patriots on the road tonight. They got to get off the schneid. Okay, look, Cam Newton has had a bad start to the season. He's been absolutely terrible, uh, despite what the numbers tell you. I think Sam Darnold's been the better quarterback than Cam Newton this year. And honestly, if if New England can just cut the turnovers uh, down a little bit, okay, if New England can cut the turnovers down a little bit, I think they'll win tonight. Look, the Jets, I, I, I can't pick the Jets in a game until the Jets win a game. I can't. Okay, and I I, I, look that like Mark said and like I said, I'm not sure that there's a game on the Jets schedule where you can say that there's a win there. I'm not sure that there is. This is their first matchup between the Jets and the Patriots, their first matchup of the season. Listen, this is a different Patriots team. It's a different Patriots. The the roster is not amazing, especially on the offensive side of the football. I think their defense is good enough. And that's kind of why I think uh, uh, I'm going to take the Patriots to win this game. Is because I think the Patriots' defense is going to do the work on the lack of talent on the uh, on the Jets' offense. I really do. Okay, Sam Darnold. I think he's going to have a tough time. I think that secondary is going to swarm. That's not a lot of talented wide receivers. I know they like what they see out of Denzel Mims, but listen, he's not going to be enough. They're, whatever the Jets have on offense is just not going to be enough to give them a win. So I am going to take the Patriots tonight. I think it's going to be a close game, low scoring game. I'll say 19-13. I'll say 19 Actually, you know what? I'll say 19-12. 19 to 12, the Patriots beat the Jets tonight on Monday Night Football. So the Patriots will go to uh, go to 3 and 5. The Jets will go to 0 and 9. Um And that's where I think I'm going to go tonight for Monday Night Football. Really quick, uh, because we're not going to have a chance to cover it until Friday. I'll pick the Thursday night game this coming week. The Indianapolis Colts are going to Tennessee to play the Titans. Titans right now sitting at two and a half point favorites on Thursday Night Football. Colts are five and three. Titans are six and two. Look, Phillip Rivers is done. And I think that's going to be the difference in the game. I'm going to take the Titans to beat the Colts. On Thursday night football, they're going to run. I think they're going to run the ball like crazy. The Colts, the past couple of weeks, have struggled being consistent on the offensive side of the football. And I think that's primarily Phillip Rivers driven. Uh, listen, it, it's it's getting to the end of his career. He's got to call it quits at some point. But I am going to take the Titans to win that game. I'll say 27 17 Titans over the Colts on Thursday night football to start week 10. Can you believe that? Week 10 in the NFL. Really, really crazy stuff, but that does it for us. Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido here with you. You got us every Monday and Friday from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock Eastern in the afternoon. Again, make sure you check out StatementGames.com and get get in on the action tonight on Monday Night Football. We'll see you on Friday. Great to have you in.